any fear is of that egoic mindset. So fears of maybe I wouldn't perform at, at work if I didn't have this drive, really? this separation, this need to conquer. Well, if it's a fear, it's probably not true. Um, if it's love, it's probably true. You, it, you can use that as a, as a sort of guidance. Welcome to Outside by Design, a podcast about people who dared to make big changes to their lives in order to create something more aligned with their truth. It's kind of a business podcast, but it's really more about the business of being human, being brave, and listening to your gut no matter what. I'm your host, Lisa Slagle, and I'm a creative director, writer, and owner of Wheelie, a creative agency for people who thrive outside. I started my company 14 years ago and have gotten to meet tons of interesting athletes, creatives, CEOs, and marketing teams. So this is a podcast where I get to talk to colleagues, clients, and friends about things outside of project work, outside the norm, and most importantly, outside all of it by design. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Today's episode is kind of wild. And that comes as no surprise because today's guest is Alex Boguski. And Alex Boguski, if you don't know who that is, um, he was like the guy in advertising. He was um, named create the creative director of the decade by Adweek. Um, that's the 2000s issue. Like he was a partner at Crispin Porter and Boguski. Um, yeah, he's a big big deal in the advertising world and he quit he quit it all um he retired from the advertising industry he loves riding bikes and being a dad and he lives in boulder and this is like a very interesting conversation and honestly after the conversation like trying to define him as like oh he's an investor he's a business guy he's a cyclist like it all just kind of feels kind of trite so I guess, listen to the conversation, but I think if I have to define it, I'm just going to say Alex Boguski is love. I really like this guy. Check it out. It's this is a good one. Alex, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, a precursor, most of our audience is outdoor industry creatives. Um, some work in house of brands, a lot of them work in editorial, and a lot are freelance creatives. Nice. So that's who you're talking to. Good jobs. Fun times, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm curious, like, what are you what are you doing these days? Can I just open it with that? Yeah. I I um boy, I mean you just jumped right into it for sure. So I gotta go back a little bit. Um after I left advertising, I worked for two years with Al Gore on climate. Then I did uh, a lot of investing along the way. And then I launched a uh, uh, um, venture capital firm called Batshit Crazy. And I've been doing essentially it, that sort of investment stuff, venture stuff. And, you know, having life and st along the way, riding a lot of bikes, it, that, that I, had, I had a lot of free time. So... In, in, there was a, there was a, well, a guy that I grew up with and raced bikes with and spent most of my life with, um, we were riding at, at Trestle 
um, which is like a lift service, you, you know, Trestle. So lift yeah. service, downhill biking. And um, we were going through this section and it's it's uh, these three jumps that my, my son had named the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And he was behind me. And, you know, you can tell how someone's riding just by the sound of their tires. And it was really, you know, he was just down backsiding everything. I think that last, it's a big long table. It's like 40 feet across, I think, to backside it. So it was, you know, great. I turn around and he's, and, uh, you know, we do that section, make a few more turns. I turn around for the fist bump is he's not there. Um, and I start running up the trail. I find him. He's unconscious. Um, I'm afraid to roll him over. I was trying to wake him up, but eventually I did, did roll him over and he had broken his neck and he passed away in my arms. You ask. Yeah, this I did. is the only way okay. into the story. Yeah, all right. It is the way into the story. So this is this is like your childhood best friend from the time I was twelve. This is a guy that that he was my brother. Like yeah. literally, one time I yelled at my parents because he he his um, family had sort of ha- had had broken up a little bit, and so he was living with us. And I yelled, "I'm your real son," because <laughs> he was getting all the Got love, it. you know and attention mm-hmm. um so yeah brother for a long time and um he 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 we were able to uh revive start his heart um put him on a a a, a, a sort of breathing bag like the first guy down was a was a um was a was a trauma surgeon I mean, within 45 seconds, the, wow. the first guy that showed up was a trauma surgeon. So he was, I was doing like clumsy CPR and he, he helped and, um, we got his heart going and, and so we, he passed, um, and I was, you know, I was looking in his eyes and it's like, there's no other way to experience it. You see what's happening. And, um, and so it was a blessing because we were able to get his body back to Denver and his family was able to fly in. And so he was, he was, uh, you know, kept alive for, for a few days for, for that process. Um, and, uh, you know, we've all, we, we all go through stuff and I've had plenty of ups and downs in life. It's, that's what it's all about. Um, but this one, two years later, you still can't touch my neck without me flashing back to that moment, you know, and, and I'm not getting over it. Like, I'm just, I'm just not getting past it. And there's just a, there's just a cloud, you know, that's descended on everything. And so I run into a friend who uh, was a creative director at our agency and uh, we're talking about stuff and he's a little cautious. He's cautiously moving into topics, you know, and, and I'm not like that. As you can tell, I will launch into whatever topic. Um, but he's cautious partly because he's probably still working. I'm pretty much retired. So if people think I'm crazy, so what? So, so he, so he, uh, so he steps into this and, and eventually he starts telling me about like, uh, journeys that he's done with ayahuasca and and he's just he's he's lit you know and he's in such a beautiful spot 
and I didn't know, but but he struggled with thoughts of suicide for a long time. Um, so I I was de- honestly at that point I'm just sort of there's a there's a desperation within me a little bit like like I'd always had the tools to figure out any challenge that came. Um, so, <laughs> but this. I didn't have the tools, whatever the tool set was, it was not in my consciousness. Um, and so I was not moving. It was like being stuck. It was very much being stuck. <laughs> my mom passed, my brother Dave passed. And then I had a big accident with a concussion where I lost, um, not just short-term memory, but some long-term memory, jacked up my neck, um, on some dirt jumps. And, and so those things became this one knot and I just couldn't undo it. Um, and then, uh, I thought, well, okay, if I, if I go to South America to, to do drugs and people think I'm a, uh, I don't know. People have always seemed to think that, that I do drugs because I've got long hair and I live in Colorado and I moved from, you know, to Boulder from it, but it's not my thing, you know, no judgment about it, but it just wasn't my thing except with Dave. I like, you know, way when we were young, we would we would smoke weed together and it was the only person I liked to do that with. But anyway, um, not my thing. I am, and not my wife's thing. So if I go to South America to trip in the Amazon, like, I don't think she's going to be here or just definitely going to make things difficult (laughs) when I get back. So I, I was looking around in, in Boulder and everything exists within, within Boulder. Um, but I found a guy, uh, Daniel McQueen and he, did uh, plant-based journeys, but he did it with um, a combination of his own shamanic abilities and cannabis, which I was highly skeptical, um, as were other friends. And and, uh, even afterwards, friends were skeptical. But I thought, it's not going to hurt me. And and I'm desperate. So um, my wife is going to be upset, but she's not going to leave me. So this is a doable... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> version i go to see him and it you know it's uh inside i'm laughing because i'm in this boulder this you know little office in boulder eventually laying on this bed with speakers all around and doing this this uh ritual um but if you've done this sort of thing it's, you know, what I, what I like to say is it's not subtle. You don't wonder if you journey, like if you journey, you journey and you don't use any words like you might use if you were high or if you were stoned, it's a completely different set of verbiage. It's a completely different, um, experience. There's no lack of, in fact, there's so much memory. Like you remember, you remember Mm -hmm. everything almost exactly. Um, so so it's it's very different experience i did that for two days with him um five hours uh two days in a row and uh it 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 went in stages and you know we could we could really talk about it probably for about a month but the 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 eventually about halfway through the day i did a 20 minute segment of journey at the front of which I couldn't talk about Dave without crying in it at the end of which I was like healed. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's a very different kind of healing. It feels like it goes through every cell of your body. Um, I, I believe that it's a rewriting of the, what they call the junk DNA, the 90 
seven percent that doesn't isn't supposed to do anything but it's always changing i doubt that nature deals in that much junk that stuff that stuff rewrites and it rewrites your your understanding that was the beginning of sort of having the tool set to to um experience something like that passing right um (laughs) and so much more in my day-to-day experience that that uh that changed changed everything and really made me just so we you asked what I'm doing. Hundred percent of what I'm doing is um spiritual. Because the the this this journey, it allows you to sort of poke up above the cloud cover, you know, to see where you are on the map. And I and my realization was, man, I'm just not that far away. Like <laughs> let's keep going because you're it's it's close um and i you know without that i don't think i'd have any idea okay all right so okay okay (laughs) question two i guess like we're rapidly getting away from advertising but that's that's okay we can we can bring it back we can do without no the only reason we we work is because it's an aspect of journey, right? We work because it's a really neat tool for self-discovery, um, sports, religion, and and our and our and our work. That's why we're fascinated by it. I think. And that, like, this podcast is about people who have radically changed their lives. So obviously, you're, okay, and well, you're an apt then. candidate for that. <laughs> um, so I guess my next question is like, what? Where are you finding meaning? Well, the. When you're in the egoic um, mindset, which is which is this um, thought within the infinite mind, boy, you, I mean, these questions are hard to answer. But yeah, um, let's do it. Okay, um, we we many of us, and and I believed, and I was experiencing the world as a s- separate entity. And it feels when you're in that idea of separation, it feels like it's you against the world, and essentially that the world is causing everything that's happening to you right and and uh um but the but the uh but the discovery that comes on little by little but sometimes in big it big chunks is that there really is only one consciousness and that each of us are are um essentially i like to i like to that this is a three-dimensional model for something that's beyond three dimensions but um Within the infinite consciousness, and we think infinite, we think large. There's also infinitely small, like it's infinite. Within this infinite consciousness, if you think of it as a as a river or a stream, you can look at the river and a stream, and you can see, oh, look, there's a whirlpool, right? There's Alex, the whirlpool. You could point point to it. But if you, but if you, and and the tighter it is, the tighter it's spinning, the the more that whirlpool may, you know, within consciousness have this idea that it is not the river. It might see other whirlpools and think they're also not the river. But if you but if you expand to the, you know, up and out of the, the whirlpool, towards the edges, towards the edges, somewhere it becomes really hard to tell what's whirlpool and what's stream. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's how we exist within the one infinite consciousness or or one mind. It's it and and so our decision to be separate is something that takes that's what a journey is it's really just the realization 
that you're not separate and the realization of your of your innate nature. Um, wait, what was your question? Because I I was gonna <laughs> try to answer. how are you how are you finding meaning? Like what are there? Yeah. So there's not so there you know we find I think when you're when you think you're separate you think you have to find meaning in an external world sure. that you're that you're out to change. Perfect example. I leave advertising. I've done. I really my whole life have been suspicious of the ego. So when I was an ad guy, I'm like, I'm not an ad guy. I know it. I know all these people are trying to say I'm an ad guy. Oh, here's a fast company, you know, cover. And they're trying to say this. And it's like, I know this stuff's not true. Right. Yeah. But still, I didn't really have the tools to to dissolve my ego within any of the of the Zen and the Buddhism that I went to for those tools, I didn't couldn't find the tools to really dissolve it. Not that I've completely dissolved it now. Um, but, but I, I made pretty dismal headway, I think. And, and so my first thing was, okay, leaving advertising full of guilt that I've accepted from my, um, from my brothers and sisters, I will work with Al Gore. Right. And I'll change the world. Anytime you feel like you want to change the world, what does that mean? That means that you don't know that you are one with the world. It's like it's it's the it's it's that you need to reach into this this Maya, as they call it, the illusion, as you call it. And if I could just get these people to behave, those others, if those others I could convince to behave, everything would be okay. That's, that's, that's where I was. It, it makes sense. And so, so I set, you know, I had little kids, I'm worried about their future. This is the egoic gift that it always gives, which is constantly a projection of everything that hurts, which it within you, all the pain and misunderstanding that you're holding inside, put it on something else, put it on something external. So if you, if you, if you, you do have guilt, you're going to need to make someone guilty. The only way the the egoic mind, which is the body mind, is, is a good way to think of it too. The only way that body mind ever fe- feels its innate innocence, which is true, is really through the some someone else has to be guilty for me to feel innocent. Um, whereas whereas the 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 truth is, you are made. You are made. You are created. You are part of one infinite source you are innocent and and we are dreaming a elaborate and very convincing and don't walk in front of a bus dream um because you will and you know you'll end your dream you'll have to start over <laughs> um but uh but we're but we're uh but we're dreaming and that's why they call it awakening it really is just a very similar to when you wake up um from a from from a dream where you're sleeping you don't hold yourself guilty for what you dreamed in the dream mm-hmm. there might be a like really short hangover but um but you aren't what you dream dream and that's the truth of of this illusion maya what are they calling it now uh a simulation the quantum physics are starting to call it a simulation mm-hmm. um simulation sounds like someone else is in you know like like a video game someone's playing with you i think that's a little i think they just didn't take illusion because it was already taken by by the hindus okay all right so you're not feeling like a step like okay i think 
when I work with a brand and like I'm doing my job in creative, yeah. that separation allows me like a, an ability to like observe. There's separation. I can look at something and I'm not part of it. Well, do you know that that's true? I mean, I mean that's, that's 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 interesting. Right. That that is a that is a that is a thought, right? And so you identify with that thought, and so you have you are imbibed with all the power of the of the um, of the source that you emanate from. So your ability to create is pretty infinite. Yeah. Um, if you if you have a thought and you create with that thought, you will receive that. So the so I think what you'd have to test uh-huh. is you'd have to test the other. You'd have to test it from the other side. Can I do this job if I know that I am them? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love this conversation. And it turns out you can. There's nothing that's one of the first thing my my friend I was talking to the other day, one of the first things he said. So this I'll 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 just skip to to one thing. This this book called The Course of Miracles. It's one of the it's one of the things that I eventually stumbled on, and it is like battery acid for ego. It's the it's an incredible teaching in exactly how to undo the ego, which is forgiveness, but it's not the egoic forgiveness. It's a different kind. Um, but he, I gave him this book. Actually, I didn't give it to him. I just suggested it. He bought it instantly. His ego said, "You know." Why would I, why, if, 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 uh, if everything, I forgot how to put it exactly, but, but the, but the challenge was why would I go to work and, you know, fight to make money if all of this is, is an illusion. And, 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 uh, it's one of the first things the ego is ingenious in throwing up reasons why the separation Uh is actually better for you. Uh And, 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 and also it's, trying to get you and again the ego is is not it's not a it's not like a little demon it's not a thing it's a it's a it's a it's a thought of of the finite right you're in the infinite consciousness Mm -hmm. within infinite consciousness the thought of the finite comes up and boom there's the big bang you know in the same all, all every particle comes from the quantum it spins up very much in the same way and i was describing how a how an individual um, consciousness would would spin up, and and the and and it began to organize, and we've probably been at this for six to nine billion years, so it's not a a new a new yeah. game. The the that thought of the finite doesn't want you to to actually it wants you to look at everything except that original thought of the of maybe that bring that into question, put that to the test. Bring that into meditation. Bring that into your experience and test it. Like it doesn't want you to do that. So, so it's incredibly ingenious. In my life, you know, showed up like this. Um, okay, you're doing really good. You got this house and this car and you know this job. You know, um, dang, not really feeling, you know, satisfied. Oh, you know why? It's because you need these awards and this <laughs> car and and more houses and a um, more and you need fame. Did I mention fame? You're going to want fame. And then you try that combination. So the, um, if you're, if you're fortunate, I think if you're fortunate and it's probably pretty difficult to, to avoid as you, as you try to, um, I come to your happiness through this, uh, idea that the happiness is outside of you and that you'll need to bring it in through certain, certain conditions. As you try that, 
hundred thousand different ways, a million different ways, and it never satisfies. I mean, I remember being on stage at Cannes, winning whatever the Grand Can is, and it was like so quick. The the and and before I could even realize that it wasn't satisfying, a new goal was slid in <laughs> under my nose, and that is. That's the, that's the, that's the way of the ego. So just to, to, you know, circle back, um, you, it, it is one of the fears when anytime you feel a fear, any fear is of that egoic mindset. So fears of maybe I wouldn't perform at, at work if I didn't have this drive, really? this separation, this need to conquer. Well, if it's a fear, it's probably not true. Um, if it's love, it's probably true. You, it, you can use that as a, as a sort of guidance. So, like, you radically have changed your life. Um, so, like, what feels in, I guess, like, what feels in alignment with this awakening of, like, how you spend your time? Um, like, are you finding yourself being outside more? Are you yeah. finding yourself just, like, interested in everything around you that you used to not see before like kind of what's what are you finding what's coming up it's a good question um it is it is so the, so so what's really happening right within that stream is is that you and i you know and and other people are bumping up against each other right now what that looks like through the prism of a finite consciousness is it looks like the world that we've all sort of agreed on and, and, and operate within. But the truth of what it is, is there's a creation happening that, that we're not, we don't perceive through the narrow band of perceptions that we, that we have in this body. Very, very narrow, by the way. The idea that we, th you know, that we think we're perceiving everything, that's, that's bunk. And we, even scientifically, we know that that's bunk. It's a, and I think in terms of, in terms of um, light, we see less than 1% of all light. So we're seeing through a sliver, thinking we're seeing uh, all that is. Um, and, and so this, this other thing that's happening, which is the uh, essentially consciousness, waking up consciousness within consciousness, that's what becomes really fascinating. And, and, and to do that, you're, there's, a, there's a process where you're, cleansing um there is no inside and outside but you're cleansing that that uh that that swirl that whirlpool that you are right and then it when when i see you right my eyes see your body and my eyes see your couch and your love all love anyway sign that's a great that that is that is it um, I see that sign, but what I, what I am truly where, what I'm perceiving beyond perception is, is your perfect unsoiled nature with, with no history, with no future, with no, uh, with, and I, and I, and I offer no guilt and I offer no um, judgment. And, 
and that is is something that I I couldn't do. I, I I couldn't do that. I didn't have that. And 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 so much of my interactions with what 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 I thought was the world, which is actually a mirror, by the way, it's always just reflecting what's inside. Much of my interactions were painful because um, because I was painting on other people what my ego needed me to paint on other people to prove its separation. So, you know, I went through life like that and it was gritty and it was, you know, there were sharp edges and and it was a light and shadow, right? It was up and down. It was very conditional. Yeah. And I outsourced a lot of like meeting people. I had, you know, assistants, at times more than one assistant that would, you know, meet plumbers and and mechanics and things like this. So um, what ha- what happens is that as that shifts within you, you and it's a back and forth process, you see it as a mirror. So when something's unpleasant, you hopefully at some point you can catch it. At the beginning, you can't catch it. You just react. But eventually mm-hmm. you catch it, you pause, you, you essentially thank whatever it is, you go inside, you find that same thing in you. You forgive it in you, you forgive it in the other, you you forgive it within the world, and poof, it's gone. It's really cool, by the way. That that actual forgiveness is is it something we should teach in school, I think. Um it's gone. And then your experience with the world is is something I the best way to describe it is is heaven on earth. You it's it's one incredible experience after another as you interact with these beautiful unstained souls over and over and over and and so now like i had an assistant and and she moved and i didn't replace my assistant because there's nothing and there's no one i don't want to meet there's no like when my car breaks it's like oh god i get to meet a new mechanic because it's not the mechanic it's the brother it's the brother or the sister that i get to meet and 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 so that is what I spend my time doing is is having those interactions, which are often miraculous and mind blowing, and you just can't believe what's happening. Um, it's that it's it's that it's that beautiful coincidence that seemed to be a coincidence before, but then it it starts to just be a way of life. Uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what it kind of reminds me of visually is, like, have you heard this thing where dogs cannot see what's on a TV screen up until, like, HD TVs were invented? So a dog would not have that in their Mm. eyes to be able to see anything on a screen at all. And then once once technology got better, dogs are able to see TV now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's so funny that you're in the same room with some, like, you're in the room with a dog watching TV and the dog just sees a black surface and and like what do, what do we not see it's just around us constantly like that's what that always reminds me of and and i think i think what we expect i have to say what we expect is you know people talk about the third eye when what we expect is yeah. is, a, is it to come through our eyes it doesn't come through your eyes no it, it comes through on, on a consciousness level and so so uh i kept waiting for you know to see people glowing and some people probably do but they but but they're not really they're just interpreting it that way the eyes aren't aren't picking up that sort of thing 
So, but, but we, <laughs> you know, my, my dad struggled with, with his, with his mental health. And, and at one point he was suicidal and, and we were working together and early on, early on when I was 24. Um, and he, just I, I don't know T today I don't know what you'd call it but um intense depression couldn't stop crying eventually you know was uh was put into to a psychiatric ward and it was I didn't I didn't notice at the time but as we would sit there on a bench and we could look out on the world we were working together we were in the same family this family was just me and my mom and him and you know Everything about what should be an objective world was exactly the same, but he couldn't stop crying, facing huh. exactly what I was facing, right? Because because what was in him and in, in, in getting projected and painted on that world was attacking him, right? Right? And and mm -hmm. um, so we've all had a similar experience to that. That that so so that's evidence that you know you can use or you can deny, but the world is not objective as we like to think it is. It is it is always being painted. It's a mirror that we're painting on, and we make a big mistake, which is if I put on this hat, which I probably shouldn't have put on this morning, knowing I was going to be on video. But um, if I put on this hat and I look in the mirror, I know if I want to take change the hat, I take off the hat. Right. I don't try to reach into the mirror. But what most of us try to do with our with our pursuit of happiness is I just need to get those people to behave better. I just need to find a better spouse. I just need to find a better job. I just need to find and it's all looking out that way. If you encounter enough uh disaster in your life, pain, suffering, you may turn in. And I was a big proponent of never turn in. I remember thinking this, like, and I remember thinking it's just too dark. You don't want to go in there. And there's all sorts of stuff in there for sure. But, but, um, but you do, you want to turn in, you want to turn in and, and discover the truth of what you are. And you'll be very pleasantly surprised. So that's what you've been doing. That's what I do. But, but, but it becomes first you do it for yourself. You know that's usually, that's truly the 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 motivation. Even when the ego is trying to be bigger than itself, it it really does it through this idea of self sacrifice. It doesn't do it through this identification with others. It does it through this idea: I will sacrifice myself for my family, for my kids, for my friends, whatever it is. And in this notion of sacrifices, is is a misunderstanding. The the there's there's this there's the within the spiritual path it just becomes very obvious that there's no such thing as self and so you start to want to um reach others and just give them anything that is working for you right because you were taught so many things that didn't work for you by people mm -hmm. that it didn't work for by culture that it didn't work for that that um, once you've got something that that's working, it feels you're just compelled. Honestly, you're just compelled. And so, um, I would say that's that's if I do anything, it's just that. It's just that. And I don't, 
I, when I tell people I do that, there many people say this. That's okay. <laughs> and like it's like it's not as like it was not as as it's not as good as the pursuit of money. Essentially, is what they're saying. That's okay, you know. Um, huh. We are very additive in the material world. We think in terms of, you know, you look at Instagram and things like that, right? We look at like, well, how many likes did you get? How many follows did you get? How much, you know, um, that's, those things are, are really irrelevant within, within a oneness, which within a, a consciousness that is, that is one consciousness. There are streams of thoughts within the consciousness. And, and some of those streams of thoughts are about separation. Some are about, um, gun control, some are about all these different themes of thought, thought, they're all rubbing up against others. So there's that great bumper sticker, don't believe everything you think. Um, and oh. it's very accurate because not all your thoughts are being generated by you. Many of them are just in the larger cultural uh, aspect of mind. And so these things um, come and go, whether you engage with them or not, is, is probably the biggest benefit that you can have to to uh, to your to your planet, if you want to be a benefit of your, is to um, quiet your mind, purify your mind, and and not be putting into that consciousness junk that you don't want to see manifest. Because everything begins to manifest. You know, if you if you if you if your consciousness is about taking away guns from somebody. That is the same stream of consciousness that is about gun violence. And so you, you may not believe yeah. that and you may not want that, but until you can quiet your mind, you are manifesting that. So I think it's, 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 a, huge, it's a huge service. There's, there's been people over the millennia that, that have, I think, kept us from destroying ourselves. The, with where the majority of us within mind are so set against each other, believe that there's no gain without loss, believe that there is loss, but you know, believe in this right. in this uh, 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 lack of abundance, and 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 uh, essentially everything is a deal within the within the ego. Everything is a strategy, um, and then you've got a, you know people who are in caves holding a massive elevated consciousness that are that are have been doing enormous work within our consciousness to to at least keep us from tipping into in, into total um, and absolute uh, destruction so we don't believe that because we have a a experience of separateness um, but when you mm-hmm. when you start to experience the 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 the, the the oneness <laughs> all the stuff that we think is so weird like esp or you know uh astral travel and stuff like it's just a talking talking to people who have passed these are these are obvious obvious aspects of one mind they're not they're, they're not strange at all in fact we're just so insane that they've become strange yeah collective consciousness question so we're all just going around projecting our shit onto each other as you that's a good yeah yeah everyone's just it's like a food fight we're all just projecting shit everywhere so that being said i 
I always like looking at like things relationally and just kind of accepting, okay, what's my relationship to this right now? Or like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, I think everything is relational. I'm I'm not Um, sure I understand, but keep going. So I guess, you know, knowing where you're at in your journey um, and that like, yeah, you're going to be projecting everything. We all do. Um, What's your relationship to creativity at the moment? Oh, so, so, um, relationship is an aspect of separation because you, you can't Uh have a relationship unless you hold yourself separate, you know, like, so love is the, love is the dissolution of relationship, right? True love. Wait, love is the dissolution of relationship. Okay. Okay. So, so, um, my, but I think if you just use the term, what's your relationship to, to creativity? Yeah. I believe that I believe that um, it's impossible not to be creative. You know, I used to have so many people say to me, "How are you creative? What do you do to be creative?" And and I mean, now in retrospect, it's like you just created this life that's totally not real. You're painting on yourself and on everybody else all the time, and you're creating these interactions. Like you're incredibly creative. You just have buried the 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 ideas that you're creating in your subconscious like people are creating all sorts of events that they don't think they want because they're creating them from their subconscious so creativity is like is like everything that that's sort of fractured into a duality if you if you do if you do a journey have you ever done a journey like a like a ayahuasca i have I have not. If if you do one and you're lucky, they're not all the same, but if you're lucky, you get essentially revelation, which is a connection up, right? And then miracles being a connection between uh, different different whirlpools. But but okay. in, in in that in that in that connection um and that realization of of that of that oneness you all the dualities of this world collapse so the good and the bad and the pretty and the ugly and the and the um i don't know give me the the up and the down and in the in the in the past Mm -hmm. and the present all those collapse into an infinite uh uh now a consciousness that only exists in the infinite now so the the inverse also happens as the infinite consciousness makes itself finite and has the finite experience all the, it's like going through a prism and and everything yeah. fractures into into pieces into these dualities so one of those is is creativity right it the what we think of create as creativity painting filmmaking writing poetry right those are all reflections of act what what creativity really is as it collapses into this into this infinite now and and that that creativity is more creation it's more the extension of love that's the it's the extension of love within the infinite love and so when we when we will have hints of it you know i've i always have thought a good piece of art makes you it gives you just this little sense of the infinite and now i understand why i always thought that um so my relationship to, to creativity is that I, I think that 
I, I understand what it is and that, that it isn't about me needing to do or make anything within, within this. It has much more to do with potentially what may be happening right now with you or someone who's going to listen. And it's that extension of, 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 of the, of the original love. It's, fr it's a fractal, right? It's one fractal after another. It's that lotus petal un unfolding. That's, that's all creativity. That's all, that's what creative is. Creativity being a reflection of that within the, within the material world. Okay. Love that. Okay, um, <laughs> and there's no reason not to enjoy the reflections, right? I mean, the, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My last question to you is like knowing who your audience is, like what is something I haven't asked you that you think is worth sharing? Hmm. I thought you asked really, I mean, you asked normal questions, but you got un unusual answers. So, um, I guess the, this would be the only, and this, this doesn't have to do with them as, as an audience, really. It's just any, any audience when you, it, we sort of just touched on it and you've got love, love anyway. Right. Um, I, at one point in, in my journey, and it didn't make no sense. I had gone through something. I had seen something. I think I, it was essentially right after the first healing I had with, with Dave's passing. And, and, and I, I just said, I want to feel again. And, um, hmm. cause I, I must've at somewhere along the way said, I don't want to feel, I'm sure I did because a lot of times the feelings that we're feeling, we don't want to feel. So, and, and light just started sheeting out of my chest for, it seemed like forever. It went on and on and on. And in, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? I just said I wanted to feel, right? This is me a year and a half ago. Shouldn't it be coming in? Shouldn't the light be coming in? Like, I want to feel. And it, the everything's out there. It needs to come to me. And it just kept shooting out, shooting out. I sat up and, and I looked at the shaman and he sat up and we didn't share any words. And he just said, whoa, he, he, my favorite quote, he says, big medicine. And he, and he, <laughs> and he explained what he was experiencing, what, which was, he said, I do this all the time. And he said that, that he himself just kept opening and opening and opening and opening it. And, um, you know, again, at the time I didn't know that there was a, a sort of one consciousness and that we could both be experiencing the same thing. And so that was <laughs> so, so weird to me. And, but also so, so confirming at the time. Um, but the, but as you, as you use forgiveness to remember what you are, you, um, you, you realize that you are love and, and, uh, and not love like romantic love and not love as we really most of us have experienced it, but love is the, as the, um, power of, of creation, love is the fuel and the engine for everything. And it's very, it's very, very powerful and very overwhelming when you, when you experience it. Um, but it ends the search. It ends the search for this. It's, it's like if you were, there was this, this character called Gumby when I was, when I was young you know, Gumby <laughs> and Gumby was claymation. You know, I always think of Gumby like looking for clay, 
right? That's what most of us are as humans. It's like we're looking for love when we're made of it. And and so it's such a such a trick, right? Such a riddle when you're set on a course to search for something that you're made of. There's always teachers that have always been there. They're they're clanging, you know, they're be- beating us about about the, the the veil, trying to get our attention, but but we're doing our best to ignore them. But when you start to hear, you turn, you realize the teachings are everywhere. It 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 starts to click. So I mean, that would be the main thing for people is just to to uh, to test that, to know that you're to to at least put this much faith into the idea that you may be loved and begin to investigate that. Um, and then the other thing I would offer is is my phone number because um, sometimes people just want to chat about this sort of stuff and so it's 303-718-7048 and you could put it in the um whatever the the description of the notes yeah yeah Yeah. cool well um this was a very different conversation than i thought we would have and i enjoyed it immensely um so yeah yeah thank you for your time and your yeah this is cool this is awesome Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much to Alex for being on the podcast. Uh, that was a very different conversation than I thought we would have. I had all these questions prepared about like, when do you know it's time to make a change? And what does it feel like? And how do, like, how do you know that you're going to make a huge career shift? Like, I, you know, we didn't talk about any of that. Uh, and I think that was for the better. So thank you for guiding that conversation in the way that you did and sharing your insight and um, sharing your cell phone number. And um, so yeah, to our listeners, do what you will with that. And if you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to uh, leave a five-star review, leave a comment and help it get into the ears of more humans that are ready to receive it. So with that, wow, have a good day.